the Ministry of Human Resources has said, you don't need approval from your current employer to work part-time. What you do need to do is apply for a part-time work permit with Mori. But when they were promoting this service, they actually said, you don't need approval from your employer to work part-time, but you do need to apply for a work permit to work part-time legally in the UAE. All right, welcome to a brand new episode of Tell Me Why. I'm joined today by Huda Tabras, who's yeah. going to talk to us about, um, you know, Huda's going to join us uh, quite a few times on this show because she is our resident guru when it comes to living in the UAE. So anything laws, regulations, we always go to Huda. We ask Huda. <laughs> and, and we ask the people who actually make the regulations. Exactly, of course. <laughs> so that, I mean, Huda obviously yeah. asks the professionals yeah. and the and the officials. Yes. <laughs> but um, Huda is our guru in-house. Uh, Huda, how are you? I'm well. How are you, Maria? All good, all good. Okay, so today's topic is actually quite interesting because I spent the majority of my career working as a freelancer. And um, I find this interesting because a lot of the things that you're going to be talking to us about today... I did not know. And I feel like... And you've worked as a freelancer. Exactly. (laughs) I've never had anyone, you know, sit me down and explain the rules, explain the laws, or tell me what my rights are. And I think it's very important because more and more people are working as freelancers. And then on the other side, there are people that are doing part-time with their full-time jobs. So we're going to be tackling both. Yes. So today's topic is, tell me why I should freelance in the UAE. And we look at both aspects. If you want to be a full-time freelancer and just work as a freelancer, okay. or if you're an expert in your field and you've got some time on your hands and you want a second source of income, make right. some money on the side, can you work as a consultant, as a freelancer? We look at all the options that are available and what are the rules you should keep in mind okay. uh, when you're going down that path so that, like you said, your rights are protected. Amazing. Okay, yeah. so let's start with... I'm a freelancer. I want to work as a freelancer, just do all these different gigs, no contracts. I just, I mean, there is a contract, of course. I I saw that look. (laughs) Um, I mean, like nothing um, binding. Let's start with that. Right. Um, You know, we'll go into the part time, maybe like throughout the episode, but let's start with freelancing from the. So you are, uh, you're someone who has a particular skill and you want to put that to use as an independent worker. Right. First thing that you should make sure you do is get a permit to be a freelancer. Okay. So step one to being a freelancer is how can I get a freelance permit? Okay. And there are so many options that have been introduced more recently as well. Mm -hmm. Um, While earlier, a lot of people would choose to go um, to a free zone because free zones had a lot of uh, freelance work options. Um, Just kind of a background information. You've got free zone and you've got mainland. So the mainland companies are what you call the private sector in the UAE. Okay. And then free zones have their own regulations. They have a lot more flexibility to kind of set up um, the systems according to their industry, according to their, like, you know, their own space. So free zones, just to recap, free zones are not considered private sector? When they talk about the UAE private sector, they're talking about the mainland companies. Okay. Um, so when you talk about the Ministry of Human Resources and Emiratization, it talks about the private sector. Mm-hmm. That refers to companies operating in the mainland. Okay. And then you've got free zone, um, free zones, which have companies operating within the free zone as well. Mm-hmm. And each free zone will have their own regulations that are catered to their industry. Okay. So while earlier a lot of people would go for a freelance work permit with a free zone, 
Now, um, when it comes to mainland, you've got Dubai introducing, like, you know, the uh, freelance permit, Ministry of Human Resources uh, introducing a freelance permit. Abu Dhabi Department of Economic Development has a freelancer permit. Mm -hmm. And what that does is it gives you so many options to get a permit uh, wherever you want. So when you're working in a free zone, there are certain limitations that you work within that free zone. Uh, with mainland, you have, like you, like I said, it's the private sector, so you can actually operate within that sector itself. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. There are specific requirements that you need to fulfill, though. So you might need to prove that you've been earning some amount of money for the past two years um, oh. to apply for the permit. Okay. Um, that's a requirement for the Mori permit, for example. You've got to give like um, your earnings for the past two years, and it should be above a certain threshold. So if I'm a fresh graduate and I'm like, yeah. you know, starting work right off the bat, like yeah. with nothing to my name. If you don't have any previous income, you might want to look at what are the requirements within a free zone. Maybe also, start with that and yeah. then maybe transition. Okay. Well, yeah, that's fair and enough. also look at the industry that you want to work in. Mm-hmm. So while we, while I was like you know collecting all these articles that we've done over several topics, I was also looking at what are the uh, in demand freelance positions, mm-hmm. and you have a lot of um, requirements for occupations which are consultant related occupations. So you're an expert okay. in the field and you want to provide consultancy services. A lot of IT uh, developer uh, mm-hmm. positions, mm-hmm. a lot of content strategy, graphic design positions, and I think because of that. There are a lot of free zones focused on those industries as well. So you might want to go mm-hmm. to those free zones that are catered to the industry that you want to work in. For media, you've got right. Dubai Media City. You've got um, the 2454 in Abu Dhabi. Ajman yes. has a, a media zone, media free zone. Um, I believe Fujairah, yes. Fujairah has a media free zone as well, which is focused on that industry, for example. Oh, great. So, yeah. so just on that topic, can you tell us maybe the top three uh, industries that you like that are like the top three freelance industries let's say I couldn't <laughs> you can't I okay couldn't, no. it, there isn't such a thing like it's available there for- are over 40 free zones in the UAE okay um you've got media which is a big part of it you've got tech so you've got internet city you've you've got um, a lot of tech industries um, like you know companies as well <clears throat> but then you have so many other industries like maritime industry mm-hmm. which has its own free zone mm-hmm. so you've you've got so many industries that are like you know open to people to work in okay um you just have to look at what are your what is your situation and do you have an industry that that like you know sorry are you working in the industry that has a specific free zone mm-hmm. that might mm-hmm. be better to kind of start off with because you'll have clients there that are working in your industry yeah. all right so let's dive into it you right. said we need to get a permit yeah so that was my background to just <laughs> understanding free zone and mainland right but get a work permit okay. that's step 1 so get a freelance work permit and if you're not uh, on a family visa, for example, if you're on your spouse's visa on, or on your father's or your mother's visa, you have a family visa already. You don't need to worry about having a visa in place. But if you don't have that, the next step would be to apply for a visa as well. Yeah. So just to avoid any confusion, because I know that a lot of like new expats or fresh graduates don't mm-hmm. know the difference between the permit and the visa. And exactly. they sometimes think they're mm-hmm. interlinked. Yes. So the permit has to do with the job. The visa has to do with your status in the country. Residency status. Residency status right. in the country. Right. So the permit, let's start off with that. Right. Um, for me to apply to it, who do I go through again? Go to a free zone authority if you want to go to a free zone. Or go to the Ministry of Human Resources. Or number three is the Economic Department of any Emirate. Amazing. So, so three. DED, 
Dubai Economic Department, ADDED, Abu Dhabi Department of Economic Development, Sharjah Economic Development Department. You've got every emirate having its own economic department. And what I what I see, like, you know, from the information we get is the cost can be a huge factor for a freelancer. Obviously, it can really range from one to two thousand dirhams for the permit per year up to over seven thousand dirhams per year. Wow. What kind of like, you know, work are you doing? What kind of payment are you expecting? Is it making sense for you financially? Make sure you do your research and then apply for the permit. Okay. Because that's going to be a yearly or a two yearly cost based on which permit you apply for. Okay. And just like a follow up question on that. Would companies actually offer to make that permit for you? So as a freelancer, would a company actually volunteer to process the permit for you? If they're a free, if they're already a company in the free zone, right, in a free zone, right, would they offer that as a package? Would companies do that? If it's a business setup company, that's a service they provide, but they're not going to be your client. They're not. Yes. No. No. Just. But you can go to a business setup company. You could go to even a typing center who are experts in like, you know, applications to Mm. immigration and to economic um, departments. There are people who can help you with this. Okay. So um, they can tell you whether you should go for a freelance permit, whether there are other options available for you as a solo worker. Um, What are the options available? There are. There are a lot of consultants available that can actually provide this information to you. Okay. So go to a business setup consultant or go to, um, like, you know, um, typing center or even a business center. You see business centers right. when you're driving down the road. Those mm-hmm. business centers are perfect places for freelancers to kind of visit and find out, hey, I want to be, um, for example, a graphic designer. Mm-hmm. Um, can I get a permit? What are my options? And they might kind of uh, facilitate the process for you. They'll obviously okay. have their service fees. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you can get help uh, through them as well. So now that we've covered permits, let's go into visa. Visa. Residency. So if you don't have a residency uh, visa available, find out with uh, the people you applied for first. So if you went to the free zone, ask the free zone, can I also apply for a visa through you? And usually you can. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've gone to the Ministry of Human Resources and Emiratization, which is MORI, mm-hmm. uh, you'll have to apply for the visa through either ICP which is um, okay. for Abu Dhabi. If you're in Abu Dhabi, if you're in Sharjah, Ajman, you'd have to apply to ICP. The full form for ICP is Federal Authority for Identity, Citizenship, mm-hmm. Custom, and Port Security. Mm-hmm. That is the immigration authority for these emirates. If you're in Dubai, you can apply through GDRFA, okay. which is the General Directorate of Residency and Foreigners Affairs in Dubai. Okay. So um, just find out which immigration authority you should approach, um, GDRFA, ICP, or the Free Zone, and apply for your visa there. And that would be a separate cost that you'll have to budget into your yearly expenses and like, you know, your budget, etc. Okay. So in terms of my rights as a right. freelancer, right. so now that I've worked with a company and I'm working as a freelancer, what do they owe me and right. what are they not allowed to ask of me? Right. One of the top advice that um, all the consultants we've spoken with uh, give is get a contract in place. Okay. Don't just go with like, hey, I have this project. Do you want to work with me? Sure. Of course, <laughs> yeah. Just it. spontaneously, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And nothing in writing. So you, you should have a contract in place, um, which is why once you have a permit, even the person hiring your services knows that you're serious about it and you've covered your, like, you know, uh, bases mm-hmm. properly. So once you have that in place, you can say, I'm, like, you know, legally working as a freelancer. What's the contract? What are the, like, you know, deadlines that I have to meet? Uh, what is the mm-hmm. payment? What are the, what is the payment um, like you know terms 
um, at which stage of the project will I get paid how mm-hmm. much mm-hmm. so once you have that approach I think you'll also be starting off from a place where you're protecting your rights from the very beginning um, so when it comes to rights there are so many different aspects to the legal side of it like can my client ask me to not work for someone else mm-hmm. for example exactly so, I think that's a major question right. a lot of people think oh but what if I am a freelancer but my my employer like my initial freelance gig tells me I can't work for anyone yeah. else yeah so I'm like hiring you to make my website you can't make anybody else's website is that fair yeah so the non-compete clause is an actual legal uh, kind of like you know um, clause mm-hmm. which has its own parameters that are applied so when can you apply the non-compete clause and can they ask you to not go to any other client depends on what kind of work you're doing Do you have um, industry secrets because of the work that like they're giving you access to information that's going to be of value to their competitor. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, and and even if um, there is a violation, like, you know, where you've got a conflict of interest, the application is also very, very specific. It's a very technically legally, very technical uh, kind of an aspect. But it's always, always advisable to speak to experts. Call Mori. Okay. Call them. They've got a free, um, like, you know, um, service which provides legal advice mm-hmm. so you you're speaking directly to the ministry um we've got the number on here i can i can actually look it up very quickly yeah but murray's got a free legal advice call center for people free zones will tell you like you know what are your rights etc yeah so always um try to get that in place first before you rush into a project because i think you're also very like um desperate for work and you yeah. really want to get the ball rolling And you yeah. kind of avoid uh, pushing these things, which might make it like, you know, yeah. take longer to start the project or to get paid. But it's it's really uh, important to have all the paperwork in place and do it as professionally as you can so that you can also kind of um, protect your own rights. So what you're trying to say is basically you can dispute certain things with like through Mohri obviously, yep. and by referring back to the law, if your employer is asking too much of you, like, yep. let's say I'm a graphic designer, but right. I get another freelance gig f- as right. a copywriter, right. they have nothing to do with each yeah. other. So in technically, my right. company cannot tell me that I yeah. can't do that other freelance job. Right. But what if like they decide to say, well, this is our deal. And this is what you have to deal with. Can I actually raise a complaint? We have uh, the whole non-complete clause aspect for freelancers where they can ask you, but only in very specific kind of um, like, you know, requirements where they're giving you access to really, really important information that they're okay. working on, like future projects that might jeopardize their profits mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. in the future because another competitor might come up with something quicker yeah. and kind of uh, derail their work. That's the specific example we got from one of the legal experts where they're like, uh, you're company should be able to prove that they've suffered some major financial loss because yeah. of the worker kind of going to another company and doing the same work yeah. for them. Yeah. So arbitrarily applying um, the non-compete clause is is not encouraged. It's not even part. It's not even allowed. Like the law doesn't allow it. It literally says okay. your non-compete clause should be for the next certain years mm-hmm. say mm-hmm. exactly how much um, how long this com- clause will be applicable in which region so you can you actually have to say you cannot work for another company in which region so you can you actually have to say you cannot work for another company 
um, like you know in this industry in the UAE. So it has to also be region specific. It has to be time oh, specific. Wow! Yes, yeah, I didn't to, know that. Exactly. Oh. So the non-compete clause is really technical, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and especially for freelancers because the skill that they're um, they've got is their main like you know bread and butter. Yeah. They have to be very clear about this. That like you know can I be fairly asked not to work for another client? So it's highly yeah. unlikely that they would actually like you know push a freelancer to avoid another gig. You were saying it it's very technical, yes. it's very specific. It's yes. it's highly unlikely to happen to the day-to-day freelancer. Yeah, so if way. if you if you literally like you know helping an events company kind of set up their sound system, yeah. uh, you can't possibly yeah. you And I'm a copywriter. I mean, it's exactly. it, there's no conflict there. Okay. Exactly. Cool. So Another question I think that also falls under that, um, but I think um, will also tie into the part-time topic that we will discuss throughout. Um, But do I need an NOC? If it's your side gig. Okay. If Uh, I'm doing it part-time. But if I'm a freelancer, I don't need NOCs from anyone. You might still. If you're going to a free zone, uh, they might ask you that you're, you know how we spoke about, sorry, the work permit and the residency status. So yeah. if you've got a sponsored visa, mm-hmm. so your parent is sponsoring your visa or your spouse is sponsoring your visa, they might ask you for an NOC from your parent or your spouse. Oh, the free okay. zone might have a requirement that you okay. need an NOC from your sponsor, mm-hmm. visa sponsor to issue a work permit. Okay, got um, it. When it comes to you working full time, um, with the company in the UAE that's sponsoring your visa, then you can actually uh, be asked to uh, provide an NOC from the free zone. This is really important. The ministry has said, the Ministry of Human Resources has said, you don't need approval from your current employer to work part-time. If, if I'm a full-timer? Yes. Well, okay. So you, you have a full-time job. Okay. And you also want to work part-time. What you do need to do is apply for a part-time work permit with Mori. But when they were promoting the service, they actually said, you don't need approval from your employer to work part-time, but you do need to apply for a work permit to work part-time legally in the UAE. I'm I'm mind blown. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm, I'm speechless. Yeah. I just don't know what to say because I, I always thought that you had to get the permission from your employer. And I thought That's that right. that was always the issue. But what if my employer says no? Can they legally say no? Like, yeah. let's say, it, yeah. I, as you said, I am, you know, a copywriter right. and I want to do event management or right. whatever or help out with events. I right. mean, a, a, away from the non-compete, right. you know, clause that they right. put, would they? According to Mori, they don't have you don't have to even ask them for permission they don't have any right to ask you to not work part time wow. uh, which is literally um, i did a double take when i saw that post from mori i'm like okay that's a huge story for us because yes. um a lot of people advise um people to get um like you know just a clearance from your employer to make mm-hmm. sure you don't have any issues or any misunderstandings yeah, of course so always be on good terms with your employer even mm-hmm. if you're working on the side let them know have an NOC best practice kind of a suggestion right but when it comes to the legality of it Mori has clearly unequivocally stated you don't need permission from your employer to work part-time <laughs> like I'm just I can't I can't exactly. even like I that is news to me and I don't and that's, think that's I've ever heard it. Saying it yeah and 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 it's great that the ministry is backing that up before we talk about benefits of freelancers let me just uh, raise a challenge that you might have sure how will I get paid right oh yes and one <laughs> yeah. great suggestion given to us by one of the consultants we interviewed was 
instead of getting a freelance permit, see if you can actually start a company as a sole owner, sole proprietorship. Because what that does is, if you're working Maria Butros as somebody who's a freelancer, you're working under your birth name. Okay. So your rights are as an individual. Okay. Can you open a bank account um, if you're not getting like monthly salary of five thousand or two thousand, which whatever is the requirement for the bank? Oh, well, it'll be tricky. Tricky, yes. But if you are Maria Butros sole proprietorship. So now it's a legal entity. It's a company. What that does is it allows you to actually start a corporate account a lot more easily. Okay. So having a company under your name, you don't have to hire people mm-hmm. from that company. It's not even go- going to cost you a lot more than it would have to get a freelance permit. Okay. But starting a company as a freelancer, a sole proprietorship, is a great option for bank account setting up a bank account, getting your banking things in place. So just something that I really want to um, put in there in the mind of someone who is genuinely looking to seriously start as a freelancer, mm-hmm. think of starting a sole proprietorship. That is the advice that was given to us by one of the business consultants that we interviewed. And he said that there are a lot of limitations that come in, into place when you're working as a freelancer, okay. which are kind of covered if you're a company. Again, a great example they gave is Let's say you're a photographer. Okay. You do wedding photography. Right. Your best friend's getting married. They can't hire you as a, as a freelancer because freelancers can be hired only by companies. So you need to get into... Oh my goodness, yeah. that makes sense. Like you're yes. you're doing it on your own. It's the same thing, but you just have a company. Exactly. You can you get can hired be- by individuals, including your best friend for their wedding. And companies. And companies. So you so get you, the best of both worlds. B2B and B2C both open up for you. That is interesting. So that kind of really helps you get more clients. It might cost a little more over time, but it really increases your options. So it costs more work. because of the license or what? Like what, yeah, it, what so is the cost? Instead of the work permit, you're applying for the business license. Okay, gotcha. Right? It can be slightly more mm-hmm. um, where you could have gotten the, one of the cheapest business, uh, sorry, freelance permits is for 630 dirhams, if I remember correctly. Oh, okay. That's actually which not is, so bad. Which yeah. is really, really low. It was yeah. actually something that was promoted by Abu Dhabi as, as something that like, you know, you know what? We want to push people to kind of explore yeah. their creative skills. Very low. The average uh, freelance permit won't be that low, but that is an option available. Right. It's definitely going to be more costly to set up a sole proprietorship. Yeah. But even compared to other licenses, it's cheaper. And when it comes to payment, you can start a corporate bank account. Okay. It's easier to set up a bank account, um, like, you know, from that perspective. If you're not doing that, it's not like really, really difficult to kind of get paid either. Mm -hmm. Because um, what I've seen is a lot of UAE banks have started opening up options for online wallets Mm -hmm. that you can use as a freelancer as well. Right. But get that as well. Like, you know, do your research for what works for you. Do you want to use PayPal or do you want to use like, you know, something else? Like, do you Mm want to use a local um, bank? Because it does give a lot more um, credibility to you. If right. you've got like an account with like, you know, a, a local bank um, that's like, you know, operating. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you've got online wallets that you can use to kind of get the payment in place. But have that contract in place, please, because yeah. that contract will say that by May you should be get, getting paid X amount of money of and stuff. So that helps. People need to like safeguard their, their rights and, and, you know, like what, what they're owed, basically. Yeah. So I, I truly believe that that's the best piece of advice yeah. for a lot of freelancers. A lot yeah. of freelancers think 
think it's not contractual. That's the thing. Yeah. And they, they, they seldom remember to ask whoever is employing them or whoever is hiring them for a written form exactly. of what they're going exactly. to be getting. Exactly. So I think that's a, that's an important takeaway. For me, uh, the big thing was think about getting a, um, like, you know, a sole uh, proprietorship Proprietor, license yeah. instead of a freelance permit because that gives you some perks. Mm-hmm. And the fact that um, if you want to work part-time, go ahead, do it. You don't need to ask your employer, but do apply for the permits that are right. required. So do your research and um, just kind of like, you know, write to us if you have any questions. Uh, we ask um, either the ministry or the free zones or consultants to uh, to get you um, just exactly what you need to know that's reliable information for you to kind of make the decision. Okay, so Huda said it, and this is exactly what I wanted to end with. If you guys have any questions, Huda is here. She's ready to answer all these questions because obviously you go back to the officials, you go back to the authorities, you ask them the questions, and then you come back to us with the answers. So please feel free to get in touch with us uh, either via social media or uh, through the website. Write to us at readers at gulfnews.com. That's our email. Um, Like, you know, for anything, if you want to reach the newsroom, readers at gulfnews.com. We've got Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, TikTok. Amazing. Readers at gulfnews.com. Huda, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Again, you if you much. guys have any questions, please feel free to reach out. And uh, we'll uh, catch you guys next time.